Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. It is 1234 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Edmonton Oilers in action against the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night, 8 p.m. On the Oilers Radio Network and on Hockey Night in Canada. We will tell you that guests on this show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. As we head off to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, we welcome back to the show one of the most plugged-in men in the business and an incredibly uh, fair and direct person as well. I'll slide you to the 20 later. We bring aboard Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How are you? Hey, Stopper. Good job last night. I was watching you and uh, and Gino and, and Megan. Good show. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm from the school less is more sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, yeah. You know, there's a guy on ESPN, Mel Kuyper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Love it. Oh, yeah, so, he, he he talks. There's no question about it. But it's there's a pacing and a timing to it and a sequencing to it that, uh, yeah, it's good. All right, hey, i got to read you this text, and you can respond, and then we'll get to some of the other stuff. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton from Sam, and he says, I think most NHL writers must be confused. All I've heard for five years that Edmonton is a one-man team, and yet McDavid seems challenged to get votes for the MVP each year. Oh, Sam, this is right in my wheelhouse. All right, here we go. If any other player was putting up the numbers McDavid is, it would be unanimous. But people just seem to expect that level of productivity from Connor. Is there something to that right now, Elliot Freeman? Or has what he's done over the course of the last eight or nine games sort of gained a little bit of separation in terms of uh, how people see the Hart Trophy voting to take place? You know, Sam, I, like, I, I don't know if I would think into it quite that deeply, but I do feel, and I have said on this show and I have written, I, I think McDavid has been monumentally shafted when it comes to hard voting. 
Um, I don't know if it's the the expectations are too high or we want to pick different people. Like I, I can't explain it. I don't have a good answer for you. But I I just think in general, when we look back at his career, if it continues in this way. Uh, we're going to look back at some of the hard voting and not that other people were undeserving, but that he didn't get enough love as he deserved, or he didn't get as much of a vote as he deserved. And I've felt that uh, for some time now. Um, I don't really have problems with a lot of the other winners, but I just think he should have done better. And to me right now, if I'm voting today on Friday, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Was it the 19th, Friday, March 19th? I'm voting. McDavid would be number one on my heart ballot. And I think the biggest challenge this year is that you're going to have a lot of voters who haven't seen the Canadian division. And, you know, I will say this, uh, like team, team success plays a role. And Edmonton has not had great team success. And I think sometimes there's always going to be a uh, there's always going to be a bias towards a team that gets uh, that's not expected to do well that gets dragged to the top. Like you know, for example, guys like Patrick Kane in Chicago, even though the Blackhawks are starting to fold a bit, or I would say, fold's not the right term, but they've got some challengers now. And, uh, you know, a guy like Barkov in Florida, they're near the top of the league. I think those guys get attracted votes for that reason. But look, I think right now, McDavid's going to get my vote if we're voting today. And if he continues at this pace, he's going to get a lot of other voters too. If he gets, if he gets a hundred points in 56 games, man, it's going to be off and they make the playoffs. I think that's the other key. It's going to be awful tough to vote against them. I, I really think so. And quaint, uh, Patrick Kane's gone a little bit quiet here over about the last four games, quiet relative yeah. to his outstanding level that he's been at. He's got 42, yeah. he's got 42 points in 31 games. McDavid yeah. has 56 points in 33 games. So, but people would say, well, he's Patrick Kane's doing that. He doesn't have Jonathan Taze. He doesn't have Kirby Doc. Uh, Leon. Look, you know. I don't care if you've got 56 points in 33 games. And you know, the other thing last night, and Bob obviously as we talked off the top, you worked that game. You know, I think it was the second goal, the the 2-1 goal for the Oilers. Um, yeah. You know, our, our group, our, our, our camera crew out there had that, and the production staff, they had that great ISO of McDavid coming off the bench. And when the Jets don't notice him right away or don't pick him up right away, yeah. you know, seconds later, the puck's in the net. And he's the most dangerous in the league. He's, he's he, you know, he's smart. He's quick. His hands move as fast as his feet, which are... You know, incredible, which is incredibly hard to believe in some ways. I, I just think he's such a good player. Like, like I think if you get a hundred points in fifty-six games this season, I, I'd like to see the person that beats him out for the hard trophy. Really. Well, so is that it? He's got to get a. I mean, what if he only gets nine? I, I'm not. I'm just talking like out of my butt. Like you know, like okay. let's just say he gets there, Bob. Okay. Yeah. Well, but like like I said, I think the bottom line is to me right now, if I'm voting. McDavid's got the hard trophy for me. You, you used the word group, and we had a chuckle last night in our uh, 630 Chad broadcast studio, the Calgary game. 
as Edmonton was blowing out the flames. So we were all pretty uh, in, a, in a pretty good mood. And Cam and Jack were there. And Jack said, "Oh, group. That's you know. I'm, I don't know if I like that word." And I and I I wrote down and I go use the word group more whenever I'm interviewing Jack Michaels. So I, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things. But. I can't. By the way, I can't believe Louis is 50. Man, he's younger than me. He looks like he's 20 years younger than me. Oh, I had to. You know what? Uh, yeah, he's absolutely. We put that out this morning on Twitter. Great guy, fun guy. How about if you've ever looked at some old school? I remember seeing Louie around town like 25 years ago. Uh, I, I only had one chin back then instead of three, so it was a little bit different for me as well. But uh, no, he's he was uh, he's a great guy. There's no question. Yeah. About All right. So this situation. I mean, I, I know there's some people that have. Uh, you know, the fatigue with COVID, fatigue with the pandemic coverage that's out there. Other people yeah. have fatigue with the, the Canadian division. I'm not one of those guys. I love this race that's going on right now. What about you? Well, I enjoy it. I think it's good. I mean, the fans obviously enjoy it. Our numbers have been very good. Um, at the end of the day, if the fans are happy, that's the most important thing. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be entertaining. Um, you know, Toronto's had five days off after one of their rare bad stretches. We'll see how they do in this back-to-back with Calgary. I mean, these games are all meaningful. Uh, you know, that game last night with you guys, that was a grind. Like, it was... It was a big challenge to find ice. The, uh, you know, I liked the Jets a lot. I was happy to see that Shifley wasn't hurt that badly. We, we don't need that. We need our best players, our most entertaining players to play. Um, you know, like these are going to be tough games. These are going to be hard games. And, you know, Vancouver, the math is not their friend, but at least they're giving it a race. And, you know, I kind of like that too. There's a lot of meaningful games here. And that's all you want as you come to this point in the season is to have as many meaningful games as possible. And we're getting those. And, you know, the passion of the hockey fans in this country, they're beating the hell out of each other on social media. Uh, uh, Yes, they are. Uh, And And the broadcasters. Uh, sometimes yeah absolutely <laughs> all right uh let's switch to this uh so at this stage of the game other than ottawa yeah. who, who's a seller are, are we going to be in a process where there's come the trade deadline which is part of the world that you dwell in on a daily basis as an insider yeah. are we going to be in a scenario where there's more sellers than buyers oh i think we're already there uh, no I, I don't think we're going to get uh wait a second hold on excuse me there are going to be more sellers than buyers no question that, that's already the case now I don't think there are a lot of buyers. Um, you know, who's buying? I think Toronto's buying. Um, I think Winnipeg is buying. Um, I, I think you guys are interested, but I think there's a limit. First of all, as Ken Holland told you, told you all last week, you're dollar in, dollar out, right? Yep. And number two, that I don't think he wants to trade his draft capital. I, I think they feel the Oilers have done that too much. So, are you a buyer? Yes, but I think there's a limit to what you can do. So who else is buying? I think Boston's buying. I think with Anders Lee now out, I think the Islanders are buying. Um, I think Colorado's buying a little. They're about to acquire the goalie Johansson from Buffalo, and they're looking at some other stuff out there. I think they'd like to get a forward. Um, you know, who else? I, I think St. Louis might be, depending on their all their defensive injuries. Um, but, you know, uh, and I wonder if Florida does. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a special year for them. Um, I wonder, you know, what they're going to do down there. So, but I don't, you know, and I think Carolina will be. I think they're looking for a defensive defenseman kind of player. 
and maybe a goalie. Um, you know, so I think there's probably around maybe 10 legit buyers um, because I'm not convinced Philly's a buyer anymore. I, I, I think that they look at themselves and they got a nice comeback win last night, but I just think they look at it and say, is this the year we blow our, our trade capital? And uh, I'm not convinced they're going to look at it that way. For the River Cree Resort and Casino from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Elliot Freeman. Elliot, the shoe finally dropped on Ralph Kruger in Buffalo. Yeah. By the way, if you ever needed to ask yourself how committed a guy like Taylor Hall is, uh, takes the slap shot off the face. In the oh, middle. my goodness. In a 12-game losing streak. And, yeah. then he's, and then he comes back in the game, goes after Subban twice for cross-checking. And all, all PK was doing was clearing the front of the net on that play. But Taylor went back at him. Uh, and, and then, even, even yesterday, does, like there are some players that would not do an availability with their face swollen like that after taking yeah. a slap shot off to the side of the face. You know what I mean? I, well, you know, luckily I, Taylor is just a general good-looking man. He can he can he can live with one muck up or something like that. It's not the first time it happened. I mean, he got stepped on on the head <laughs> oh, by Corey Martin. And, and he got hit with the puck in the uh, in the head. Remember, he's had some weird stuff happen to him. But you're right. You know, I I can't argue with that commitment level. When I saw that, I said that guy could be out for the year. Yeah, that was a scary one. All right, so Ralph Kruger is gone. Is that a is that a mercy firing on behalf of the Buffalo Sabers? What do you think? Well, I think it is, and, you know, you just reach a point where you can't do this anymore, right? And, you know, they've now lost 13 in a row, and, the, you know, it probably would have happened one day earlier if they weren't going back-to-back from the Washington game to the to the one in New Jersey on Tuesday night. Um, look, you, you, you can't, you know, for the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, we had a guy on Kerry Kaplan, and, and Kerry Kaplan was the president and a minority owner of the Brampton Beast in the ECHL, and, and they folded a couple of weeks ago, Bob. And the thing that really struck me about my conversation with him is that he talked about the pandemic affecting three years. And he said, you know, they had a good team last year, and they never got the momentum of the playoffs. They, you know, obviously they couldn't play this year because even though the ECHL is going, they would have had to leave Brampton um, because they're, they're only one of two Canadian teams. The others in Newfoundland, they would have had to go to the States and it's not what they wanted to do. And then he talked about how it also was affecting next year because of all of this. And I think that's kind of what Buffalo started to look at is that now you're starting to think, okay, you know, they're opening their building to fans. They had fans last night. They were supposed to have uh, fans to tomorrow before the game was postponed um you know and they're and they're, they made like 1900 tickets available and the sales were soft and all of a sudden you're looking and you're saying okay we don't want to fire them because we still have to pay them 3.75 million next year but if we don't do something nobody's going to buy our tickets not only this year but next year and i think that comes into play now i think some of these teams are starting to say okay vaccine in the states hopefully we get it in canada maybe we can start having fans in our building next year closer to full buildings we'll see but if people don't like what we're doing and we don't do anything about it how are you gonna sell tickets and i thought a lot about that interview uh with carrie kaplan when I, when I thought about the Sabres making the change, I don't think financially they wanted to do it, but I think you realize there's a point where, you know what, if we don't do it, it's just going to hit us financially just as badly. Uh, where does Taylor Hall end up? That's a good question. Um, 
you know, I think there's some good teams there. I think, you know, Boston was interested in him in the off season and couldn't make it work. Um, Colorado was interested in him in the off season. It didn't happen. I, you know, I think the Islanders had some interest in him, but obviously that one couldn't happen either. I think those three teams make a lot of sense because I think they're all going to be looking for a forward. I think Toronto's looking for a forward too. I don't know if Hall's the guy, but it wouldn't be surprise. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they've checked in. Like I mean, the one thing is, you know, he's had a really rough year, like that whole team has. Yep. So I wonder how that affects everything. Plus, you know. He's got an $8 million price tag, and I'm sure, though, the Sabres will be willing to eat some of it to facilitate any trade and sweeten the return they get. It's still going to be, you know, close to $4 million, Bob. That's not easy. So, you know, you know, I, I think there's teams that like him. And, like, i got to tell you, I, I think going to a winning situation, having a big run would be a huge thing for him. But it's a complicated deal to make. Especially this year. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Pearson in Vancouver. Uh, I mean, I, I know they're technically they're still fighting. And, and who knows? Maybe they can work their way back into it. Montreal's been a nemesis of theirs this season. We'll see what happens yeah. in the next couple nights. Uh, Tanner Pearson, what's going on there? Well, he got hurt the other night in the Wednesday night game. Uh, he hurt his ankle. And, uh, you know, I, I heard this morning, I got a text this morning. I do my uh, Toronto radio hit at 6 a.m. your time. And I had a text when I woke up saying, this isn't looking good. And, um, you know, Tyler, Travis Green confirmed that, saying that he's out at least four weeks. And, you know, the really challenging thing, wow. thing about the uh, – the really challenging thing, there's a lot of challenging things about this, Bob. Number one, you know, that's the trade deadline. Number two, it comes at a time, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent. It's a, it's a terrible time for him to get hurt. And it's a terrible time if the Canucks want to trade him. Um, you know, that whole situation that happened last year with Vatnin, you know, Carolina, it, you know, our, our team's going to want to acquire a guy who's got some kind of ankle injury around the deadline. Like those ankle sprains, they're killer. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, some people heal better than others, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad injury. It's a bad injury to have. It's a really bad injury at this time. And the other thing that makes it really challenging is, you know, someone was, was mentioning to me today that, you know, since he's with the Canucks on the road, he can't come back unless they give him a private plane from Montreal to Vancouver. Because if he doesn't, if he leaves the team and it's not a private plane, he breaks the protocol. So he has to go through quarantine. And that doesn't make sense for a guy who, if you're sending him home early, you're sending him home to see the doctors and to get start his rehab, right? But if you break protocol and he has to quarantine, it's completely pointless. So it's it's a sucky situation uh, all around. Like, like I, I thought it was interesting that Ottawa got Forsberg a private plane from Winnipeg to Ottawa so he didn't have to quarantine. Like, they need him right away. But I guess, you know, I, I understand that you're not going to necessarily fly Tanner Pearson private plane to, from Montreal to Vancouver, but it slows down your situation, no question about it. Final one for you. A little bit of a curveball. Luke okay. Lindenning. Luke Lindenning, leading the yeah. NHL in face-off percentage, right shot, character guy, strictly a fourth-line ad. 
Is he in play or is he a glue guy oh, yeah. that, uh, that Eisenman looks at re-signing and bringing no, him back? No, like I think they could potentially re-sign him, but I think Detroit has got just about everybody in play except for like Larkin and their their high picks from recent years, guys like Lucas Raymond and Sider. Um, but I think they would move Glenn Danning. I mean, I think they want to get as many assets as you can. Like maybe you can bring them back in the off season. But I, I mean, there's there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that makes him seem like a fit in Edmonton, Bob. I mean, he's obviously Ken Holland knows him. He's a right hand center, which is something you guys really need. And uh, yeah, I mean, like he's he's a good fit for you guys. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and like I said, it's a buyer's market. There's there's more sellers than there are buyers. But uh, you know, we'll see. I I can see there being. I, I definitely believe there's some interest in Glen Ang. It just comes down to what kind of a market the Red Wings can create for them. I got 40 seconds. I lied. Uh, Rich Winter okay. has Rich Winter has Tomas Tatar in Montreal. Yeah, he's he's a UFA at the end of the season. What's happening there? Is he falling out of favor at all? I mean, I know they got him and Dano that uh, their contracts are up with the Canadians. They committed to a lot of other players. Uh, what do you think is happening there? Well, I think you know with the healthy scratch and stuff. You know, I heard some rumblings that. Maybe they might try to move him to create some cap room, but I've been told that's not happening. I mean, we'll see. Anything can change, but I told it's unlikely he moves out of Montreal. Elliot, great stuff. Appreciate your time as always. You take care. We'll touch base next week. All right, Bob. Have a great weekend, bud. You bet. From NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino, that was Elliot. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's 1253 at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Two quick texts here on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Bob. Even Elliot's response uh, when uh, discussing how used to McDavid's greatness most people are. If McDavid scores 100 points in 56 games, he should win the uh, Hart Trophy. No kidding, says the texter. 100 points should be impossible in 56 games in this era. It's crazy. Well, he's having a ridiculous year. There's no question about that. Another texter says, Stoffer again and again with Taylor Hall. He's proven crap the last two years. Take his poster down. Another texter says, Bob McDavid has 58 points, not 56. I stand corrected. Um, 
Keep texting us on our Ashley Five Floors text line at 12.56. We are going to go to the Oilers Now Injury Report. Brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive. Um, well, with some news on Tanner Pearson, I, I did not know that, uh, Brendan. I missed that this morning. Uh, what else you got in terms of the uh, Oilers now injury front? Yeah, well, uh, from around the rest of the North Division, sends goaltender Joey Decord out uh, long-term. In fact, likely, uh, likely for the rest of the season. It's an undisclosed injury, but that just adds to their goaltending woes this year. It uh, was Anton Forsberg practicing with them today. Um, finally, Wayne Simmons will return from a six-week absence as well. He'll be in the lineup uh, tonight against uh, Calgary for Toronto, yes. And then uh, from the Oilers' camp, will Jujar Kara still day-to-day? We know Staylock is coming out of quarantine. And, uh, of course, Clefbaum and Cuckoo done for the year. You know, uh, we open up with the cure today. IMAC is Texas. Nicely done, IMAC. Bob, I saw the cure at T-Mobile Arena in Prague in 2008. Really? That is incredible. He goes, same arena I saw Nedved bounce uh, in four straight right around the same year. Old crappy arena where four seats shared the same wooden bench. So if one person stood up, you all had to. Great old venue, great beer, and one of the best cities on the globe. Uh, that one comes to us from uh, IMAC. IMAC, I've never been to Prague. i got to go to Prague. I hear it's incredible. Do I have time to get it in? No. I'll try to slide it in today at about 122, 123 in orders now. Mark Spector for the horses in horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Uh, coming up today at 105 after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.